Our text this evening will be in the book of 2 Peter chapter 3. 2 Peter chapter 3. A verse of scripture here that is very misunderstood and uh, by many. And probably one key word in there that will help us understand it, and we won't go to that immediately. One key word that will kind of unlock some things for us. But because of the misunderstanding uh, of this scripture, it causes people to err in other uh, different uh, areas of, of, of the word. Uh, human logic gets in the way and, and, and many other things. So let me read in 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 9. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So we could start out with the question, what's it, what's it mean? Well, it means just what it says. Well, what's it say? Well, uh, well, we'll look at this. Not willing that any should perish. Is it true? He said, well, from the scripture, certainly it's true. Not willing that any should perish. Well, let me ask another question. Will there be any that would perish? He said, well, yeah, if you read in Revelations, you'll see that and other places, but you'll see, yeah, there are going to be some that is going to perish. Then we could have some confusion there. Here the Lord says, and, and we read it, we'll read it a little differently and a little clearer before we get through, but part of what this verse says, not willing that any should perish. If, if the Lord is not willing that any should perish. And yet some do, in fact, perish. Then there would have to be some other factor involved other than the Lord's will, wouldn't there? I mean, if, if, and I'm using the word if, if the Lord is not willing for any to perish, and some perish, then there had to be some other factor than the Lord's will. Because the Lord's will is what we just read there. And again, we'll, we'll try to make it clearer later. But if, again, if the Lord's will was that none would perish, and some did perish, then there's going to have to be some other factor involved other than the Lord's will for that statement to be, to be true. Well, what other factor could there be? I mean, we have the Lord's will, but if his will was that none would perish, but yet we know some perish, then what other factor could there be? You say, well, some's going to perish. Well, then, and I'm, I'm using the word if an awful lot, and, and I'll explain that later. But the only, if, if that were true, if the Lord was not willing for any to perish, yet some did perish, the only factor left would be the will of, and the abilities of man. 
we know the Lord's will, or we'll, we will see the Lord's will. So then, if the Lord's will didn't come to pass, the other will would be, well, the will of man. His abilities, or in this case, lack of abilities, I suppose. If any, again, if, I use that word a lot, so, if any part of whether we perish or not depends upon man, if that statement is true, if any part of whether we perish or not depends upon man, then the teaching of eternal salvation or eternal security could not be true. I mean, it just couldn't be. If any part of, of whether I perish or not depends upon uh, uh, me, then the teaching of eternal security, eternal salvation could never be true. That teaching could not be true. Because if it depends on me, man fails. So I could never have an eternal security. Eternal, uh, well, I just I couldn't have eternal security because I can fail. So that, that could not be true if any part of whether we perish or not depends upon man. So, well, and I know it's confusing so far, and, I, and I hopefully we'll, I'll clarify it before we're through, but I used a lot of ifs in there, if this were true and if that were true. Let me read the verse again. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So, what, what, what do we have here? I mean, most people feel that, well, the Lord wants everybody to be saved, and so he's not willing for any to perish. Yet, we know some will perish. So then, what does that say about the sovereignty of God? And, and I'm going to take a couple minutes here. I have a Schofield Bible and he has, there are certain notes in here. Schofield is basically a King James version of the scriptures. He has changed a few words, and he's always noted where he has changed those words. But he has some notes that occasionally I look at. And his notes here, again, now these notes are not the inspired word of God. These, is, these are, are of man. But sometimes I look at them. And, and I want to show you what a lack of understanding of this verse 9 drives people to. So the notes in, uh, in the Schofield Bible regarding this, it says there are three aspects uh, of uh, God, or let me start again. Three aspects of the will of God may be observed in Scripture. It says the sovereign will of God. That's one aspect according to, to him. And let me, just, let me just stop right now, and, and I'm going to let the cat out of the bag or whatever. That's the, only, that's the only will of God there is, a sovereign will. But we'll see, because of a lack of understanding of verse 9, they come up with other things. And, so, and it says, then, uh, the second, second one of these aspects, after the sovereign will of God, is the moral will of God. Now, this is man's words. And, that says, and it says that is his moral law. And then the third says, the desires of God coming from his heart of love. 
so he talks about the sovereign will of God, and then he says, well, then the moral will of God, or his moral law, and then it says the third aspect of his uh, will is the de desire of God coming from his heart of love. So God's desire there, his, his will, or something like that. And, and all these different, what they come up with, these aspects of God's will, which is not true, by the way. God's will is God's will. The only thing, and, and let me state this, now we do have God's secret will and God's revealed will. We have that. But God's will is God's will. It may be secret or it may be revealed. But God's will is God's will. Now, but because of a lack of understanding in 2 Peter 3 and 9, we have people coming up with these other theories. So they know that some will perish. So they look at this scripture, that, that, and they read part of it. It says, the Lord is not willing that any should perish. But they know that some will perish, so they have to come up with these different theories, different aspects of God's will, because we see what we presume to be God's will, that not willing that any should perish. So we presume we were taught, or we would have been taught, or some say, well, God's not willing that any would perish. So if some perish, then God wouldn't be a sovereign. Because his will is not coming to pass. That's what many say. So then they come up with these theories. Well, there's different aspects of God's will. His sovereign will, his moral will, uh, the desires of God coming from his heart of, of love. So we come up with all these different things. All because they don't understand this verse 9. So now it goes on to say here, uh, if I can find it, it says... The sovereign will of God, now they're going to explain their theory of these three aspects of God. The sovereign will of God is certain of complete fulfillment. Now, I'll agree with them. I'll, I'll amen that. The sovereign will of God is certain of complete fulfillment. And let me, just, let me just tell you, that's the only will of God there is, sovereign will. Now, it may be revealed and it may be secret, but that's the only will there is. But because people don't understand this verse, then they come up with these other theories, these other aspects. So after saying the sovereign will of God is certain of complete fulfillment, it says, but the moral law is disobeyed by men, and the desires of God are fulfilled only to the extent that they are included in his sovereign will. So it says, and this is that other aspect, the desires of God are fulfilled only to the extent that they are included in his sovereign will. Does that make any sense to anybody? It doesn't make. It doesn't make any sense to me at all. And, and then it goes on, and it says, God does not desire that any should perish, but it is clear that many will not be saved. So what they're saying is, well, their view is that God desires that all would be saved and none would perish, but if some perish, then that's not his sovereign will. There's something else involved here. Now, he has this, this aspect coming from his heart of love, and he wants everyone to be saved. So there's something else coming to play. So 
If all this seems confusing to you, that's because it is. That's because there's so much untruth here in, in what men feel about this. Because they don't understand verse 9 of 2 Peter 3. So they're saying that the Lord desires, as far as men obeying him, are not in his sovereign will. That's what they say. His desires as far as men obeying him, are not in his sovereign will. So is that true or false? If God desires someone to obey him, then is that in his sovereign will? Or is that some other kind of aspect of, well, that's out of his will of motivated by love or something? And I know this is, this is confusing, but I will we'll make some, some progress here, I think. Now, logic. As I said, logic gets in our way sometimes. And I'm a very logical person. Logic would tell us that the Lord would not will for men to disobey his word. That's kind of what it's saying here. God does not desire... Now, this is not scripture. This is Schofield's note. God does not desire that any should perish, but it's clear that some will not be saved. And, and, and God would not desire that some would not obey him. So logic would tell us that the Lord would not will for men to disobey his word. I mean, that's what logic tells me. Well, God wouldn't... He wouldn't will for some to disobey him. That's what my logic tells me. It's what most of the world believes. But is that true? Would God will? Would it be his desire for someone to disobey him? I know what logic will teach. But logic can be wrong. And in this case, certainly it is. You say, well, no, God, he wouldn't will for anyone to disobey him. He just, he just wouldn't do that, would he? Well, you remember when children of Israel were in bondage in Egypt? And the Lord said to Moses, you go tell Pharaoh that I said, let my people go. And I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but you can go study it. But he told Moses, God told Moses, you go tell Pharaoh that I said, let my people go. So... That was God's order. That was God's commandment. Let my people go. Now, I ask a question. Would God will for men to disobey him? He said, no, God, he wouldn't will. He wouldn't desire for someone to disobey his word. That's what logic would tell us. But he told Moses, you go tell Pharaoh that I said, let my people go. That's my word. That's my commandment. But he said something else that probably confused Moses. Moses didn't understand. But he said, but now Moses, before you go, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to harden his heart, and he will not let the people go. So what was God's will? His will was that Pharaoh would not let the people go. What was God's commandment? Let the people go. His, God's commandment to Pharaoh was let my people go. What was God's will? That he wouldn't let the people go. He said, I'll harden his heart and he won't let the people go. And that's exactly what happened. Go look at the plague. Now, that may not be logical. And it, to me, it's not. And Moses probably thought, well, Lord, why are you sending me to tell you to let the people go if you're going to harden his heart and he can't let the people go? Not logical. Not according to human logic, right? But 
that was the case. So the will of God was that Pharaoh would disobey his word. Well, there's nothing else we can get from that. The commandment was, let my people go. But God's true will was, hey, Moses, I'm going to let you in on secret. I'm going to harden his heart, and he won't let the people go. That's my will. That's my secret will. Now, the revealed will is, I command you, let my people go. But the secret will is, I'm going to harden his heart, and he won't let the people go. He has a purpose in it. But we can see, so to answer the question, well, God would not will that someone would disobey his words. Yes, he would. He willed for Pharaoh to disobey his word. We can read of other scriptures. And let's go to Genesis chapter 37. Something else here that, that 